Welcome to Sundays with a Promise. These podcasts are designed to uplift you and to educate you, to help bring you clarity and understanding, and to help empower you to walk in your purpose. Our guide for Sundays with a Promise is none other than Dr. Sandra Harrigan. Now let's listen in on today's episode of Sundays with a Promise. Another great day. This is Doc Sandra here. Welcome to Sunday with a Promise. Yes, as we continue with spirit, soul, and body, our topic for today is spirit versus flesh. Hmm. Once we are born again, the rest of the, our Christian life is learning to walk in the spirit, which is letting what God has done through the new birth dominate us more than our physical, emotional realm. You see, one of the hardest things we'll ever have to learn, to ever have to do, is to learn how to turn from our natural self-rule and let who we are in Christ dominate instead. That's a process. It's difficult because sometimes it can be difficult because we must perceive our spirit by faith in God's word because we can't see or feel it. All we have to do is start basing our thoughts our actions, and our identity, and who we are in Christ. As long as our flesh is contrary to our spirit, we're going to have conflicts. We're going to have disappointments. Galatians 5, 16 and 18 says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye are led by the spirit, ye are not under the law. We see in Galatians here that this verse is not saying that we, that if we walk in the spirit, the flesh will never bother us. The flesh is always there for us, for us to contend with. It's just ex- expressing that the flesh constantly desires things contrary to what the Spirit of God desires and, and vice versa. They are opposed to each other in their basic nature and desires. Serving one will keep us from serving the other. So the Galatians were still trying to live the Christian life, but they were going about it by self-effort, self-dependence, and principles really of the law. But the Spirit of the law, are, but the Spirit and the law are contrasted and shown to be opposed to each other, spirit versus flesh. So we, that, we need to keep that in mind so that we could really walk in victory. That conflict between our spirit and our flesh is real. And that is where a true spiritual warfare is. We cannot please God in our flesh. And Romans 8, 8 says, so then, They that are in the flesh cannot please God. It tells us that. The only ones who are in the flesh, though, are those who have not received Jesus as their Lord. So obviously being in the flesh is not being in faith. Living after the flesh brings all forms of death and destruction. And Romans 8, 12 to 13 tells us, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if ye through the Spirit 
do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. You see, it's only through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that we Christians have any hope of living in victory. Therefore, we are indebted to the Spirit and should yield to him. And Paul was speaking about experiencing defeat as a Christian. When we do, uh, it, it's when we walk in after the flesh compared to experiencing victory when we walk after the Spirit. So we need to see that difference continuously. There's a battle going on in the flesh versus the Spirit. The, the Spirit and the flesh, we just need to know which side we're on. And in Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. You see, when we are slaves to sin, when we were slaves to sin, we got paid. The payment was death. But now that we are slaves to righteousness, we don't get things from God on the basis of our effort. Instead, it's on the basis of faith. It's a gift. And that gift is eternal life. So our flesh is, when we are in the flesh, you see, it's Satan's inroad to bring death into our life. But as a born again believer, our flesh is made up of our soulish and our physical realm. And we need to keep that in mind. As born again believers, we need to make sure we distinguish between the two. As Paul taught how God now deals with people based on his grace and not their performance, this raised the questions, of course, and in Romans 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And we know the answer. Of course not. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? You see, our spirit is a part of us that's dead to sin. Our body and soul can still do sinful things, but our born again part of us cannot. When we are born again, we are baptized into his death. And Romans 6 and 3 tells us, know ye not? That so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Being baptized into his death, is automatic once we accept him, but walking in the newness of life isn't. That's a process. So manifesting the newness of life is something that should happen, but it depends on how we renew our mind. To the degree that we renew our mind, we'll experience that victory. And Romans uh, 6, 5 and 6 says, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this. Our spirit that died to sin cannot sin and has no desire for sin. But this doesn't automatically mean that our soul and body will reflect the change. Our walking in resurrection life depends on us. And it says in Romans 6 and 6, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Henceforth, we should not serve sin. So Paul used the reasoning that is that, <coughs> excuse me, Paul used the reasoning that if we were risen with Christ, then we should seek those things that are above. Just as surely as all Christians are to seek heavenly things, likewise, all Christians have been raised with Christ. 
Our spirits died to sin and are already resurrected with Christ unto the newness of life. And these things are already realities in our new spirit. Yet, to see these facts become realities in our physical lives, we have to first know what happened to us in our spirits at salvation and then believe this good news to the degree that we think, believe, and act like who we are in our spirits to, the, to that degree, we will experience the life of Christ in our flesh. All Christians are already blessed with all spiritual blessings. And sometimes we quote that scripture over and over again. However, few Christians know that. They don't realize that. They say it, but they don't get that inner revelation. And to the degree that you know and understand, it is to that degree that our lives will be impacted. And Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So we need to know what is ours, what we must embrace to be victorious. So in closing, as, as I wrap this up, really, we need to remember the old man refers to the spirit we had prior to salvation. Our old man no longer exists because it's been crucified. It has died. It was buried with Christ. Our new man is now who we are in the spirit. And we are dealing with, us, with this controversy all the time, these two elements, spirit versus flesh. That's what we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. So we must know that the spirit will win all the time, every time. We need to keep our minds stayed on the word, keep our minds on the victory that's already been secured for us. And we will know without a doubt that we are winners all the time. Amen. Thank you for joining us on today's Sundays with the Promise. Make it a great day.